What up guys? I hope everybody's well. Dude, I still haven't beat this Valkyrie Queen. Dude, it's so hard. Oh my god. I've gotten like super close, but she just her attack combinations are too hard. But I will keep trying. I don't got any cool stories this week. Oh, that's not true. Officially Hulu have announced that them and Disney Plus will stream the final Bleach arc, the Thousand Blood War arc. I cannot wait. Man, I'm excited. Alright guys, that's all I got for you. Deuces, remember follow me. Punch in the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. I'm going to see Bring Me the Horizon tomorrow at the forum. Well, by the time you listen to this, today. So I'm excited. Peace. What's going on everybody? I'm kind of sad because I'm officially not going to Aftershock now because I can't because I decided not to because they keep canceling bands and some of them aren't their fault. I will give them that but there's something fishy going on there for like half the bands to be canceling with no explanation. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk to. We're here to talk to you about some UFC some Bellator. Let's get into it. I didn't watch the one championship fight this weekend. I messed up there. Sorry. So I'm not going to talk about that, but we'll talk about Bellator and UFC. Let's get into it. Episode 72. Here we go. First things first, Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Shinan. What a crazy fight, man. What a crazy fight. So I'm going to be honest with you. I gave the first round to Jan and then I gave the second round to Mackenzie. But I'm going to say this. I walked out of the room for the first two minutes of the second round. So I don't know what happened. Because when I went back, Mackenzie was on top of her. So I don't know what happened for the first two minutes. I'm going to be honest with you there. Um, But I gave it. I gave that round to Mackenzie. And I gave the third to um, Jan. And then I gave... The fourth Tian. Again, the only reason. Okay, let's see here. So they gave it, for the most part, they gave the first round to Jan. They gave the second round to Mackenzie. They gave the third to Jan. They gave the fourth to Mackenzie. And, I mean, the fourth to Jan and then the fifth to Mackenzie. Yeah, they all they all had it the same, except Mike Bell had it 10-8 for Mackenzie in the fifth, which made it a tie. I agree with that. They should have all had it a tie because Jan was just surviving in that round. Like she had zero offense in that round. This fight should have ended in a tie in a draw because she had zero offense. And I did give the second round to Mackenzie. And Luke Thompson came out and said he's like the fact of the matter is Mackenzie has great grappling offense, but her when she gets it to the ground, her main objective is to grapple. She has no ground and pound. Like, that's something she can work on. Like, work on your ground and pound. If the submission's not there, just hit him, hit him. 
But he's right because she would hit her enough where she just had to worry about the submission. Like, he wasn't hitting her hard enough for her to be like, dude, if I don't block these punches, she's going to knock me out. Like, she could work on her ground and pound. And then, of course, her striking's never going to be as good as her jiu-jitsu because she's been doing jiu-jitsu since she was a little girl. So her striking is never going to be as good, but she could work on it, get good at it, and get dangerous. She, it's never going to be as good. Her main weapon will always be her jiu-jitsu. But I believe that Camillo and Saldi Amato should have gave it 10-8 because Jan didn't have any type of offense in the fifth round. There was no. She was surviving. She was surviving. So what's next for Mackenzie? I mean... Let's look at these rankings. I always forget to put these up before I start recording. Sorry about that, guys. I do apologize. But let's see. She's number six. Above her is Jan Shainan, Jessica Andrade, Marina Rodriguez, and then the Weili Yang, and then Rose. And I guess you would fight Amanda Lemus, I guess, and then Jan Shainan. Go pick a fight with Jessica Andrade. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Let's continue. Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. What a crazy fight. That was a crazy fight. That was a good fight. Sadiq Youssef versus Don Shainez. That's a good fight. Mike Davis. Good fight. Versus Borashif. Daniel Santos versus John Castenda. Castan. Castanera, sorry. I have, the asterisk threw me up. Castanera. Dude, what a crazy fight. I missed Leir Latifi versus Alexi Olinik. But this Daniel Santos versus John Castanera fight, what a crazy fight this was. I don't know who was winning. At one point, Castanera had Santos hurt so bad. What a crazy fight. Great fight. I feel like this should have been on the main card, but they... Closed out the prelim, so there's that. Then immediately after UFC, we had Bellator 286 opening up the main card. Juan Archuleta versus Enrique Barzula, 30-27 across the board. I agree with it. Um, Islam Mamidov fought on this card. I didn't know. Okay, so Juan Archuleta won. Jeremy Kennedy defeats Aaron Pico due to a shoulder injury. Dude, that was crazy because in the first round, something happened to Aaron. He points at his shoulder and he tells his corner, something's wrong with my shoulder. He goes back to his shoulder. He's like hunched over walking back to his corner. And he's like pointing back to his shoulder and having them like try to pop it back in. And then the doctor's looking at him and he's telling him, I can fight, I can fight, I can fight. But dude, I agree with the doctor on this one. You shouldn't let Aaron Pico fight like that. He was hunted. You have to save him from himself. I'm sorry, Aaron. I love you, but they had to save you from yourself. And then Josh Thompson and and Big John, they had a debate, and they go, well, if he's saying he can fight, let him fight. That was Josh Thompson's point of view, but I'm like, Josh, you're a fighter. Of course you're going to say that. And that's why these people are in place, right? Like the Nathan Diaz cut, don't, don't even compare that because if Nathan had something broken, I'd be like, stop that fight. But the cut, he's always cut, and like it was fine, but... This thing, this is different. And it, they're saying could have been a dislocated shoulder or a broken clavicle. So we'll see what happens there, bro. But 
It stops Aaron's momentum because they were saying if he would have won, he probably would have fought the winner, Patricio Pitbull versus Adam Borix. AJ McKee defeated Spike Carlisle and probably would could be a fight of the year candidate. That was a crazy fight, man. And then Pitbull defeats Adam Borix. A lot of people are saying Pitbull's performance was lame. I thought it was really good. He he won. 49, 48, 47, 49, 46, and 50, 45. That's crazy. Who gave Adam Borix two rounds? But okay. Now, leading up to this fight card, I always said somebody messed up because we all know it should have been AJ versus Pitbull. Dude, come on there in Long Beach. And it would have made their, all their trilogies ha- would have happened in California because the first one they fought in Inglewood, the second one they fought in San Jose. And then the third time, they, they would have fought in Long Beach. I mean, they have big plans for AJ. And now there's rumors of a lightweight Grand Prix. And AJ says that he's going to enter that. So I don't know if he signed a new contract with Bellator. Uh, so I don't know what's next. And then Pitbull saying that he's going to drop down to 135. That's a crazy, crazy. And like that division itself is a mess, right? Because right now they have the, the Grand Prix going on there. That the semifinal rounds will take place at the end of the year on December 9th. And then it's presumed that the winner of this tournament will go on to fight Sergio. Because this is for the interim bantamweight belt. So the winner would fight Sergio Perez. Unless they just instate the winner as the as the reigning defending bantamweight champion. And then imagine they do that and then Pitbull comes in. That'd be crazy, man. And then he'll be the first ever fighter if he were to win the belt in MMA to be a three division champion because nobody's ever done that ever in MMA this week next weekend I said this weekend Alessa Grasso will take on Viviani Arojo so there's no fights this weekend until next weekend and then Neil Magny will also take on Daniel Rodriguez Brandon Royval will take on Ashkar Ashcroft and Cub Swanson will take on Jonathan Martinez to, for a few. It's going to happen at the Apex on the 15th. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So there's that to look for. I don't Who has this girl fought? I've seen this girl fight, but I don't know who she is by name. She's number six? How come I never really heard of her? No, she's not. What division is this? As, oh. Flyweight, okay, flyweight. I was looking at the wrong division. Yeah, she, dude, how do I not really know who this chick is? Well, it's flyweight, but I usually know a lot of them. Yeah, I don't know a lot about this chick. That's kind of embarrassing for me to say, but I'm being honest with you. She'd be Roxanne Mon- Oh, was this Roxanne's retirement fight? I do know who this chick is. She'd be Roxanne, and then she lost to Kaylin Chukagian. She lost to Jessica I. She beat Alexis David. But yeah, man, this is crazy, crazy fight. And originally, this was supposed to be the main event between Sean Strickland and Jared Cannonier, but something happened to Sean that he couldn't um he couldn't take the fight. So that's what happened there. But yeah, no UFC this week, next week. So there's that. But don't worry, there'll still be content coming, bro, because I got a few videos planned. Talk about videos. My UFC 279 recap is up. I will post it. I have everything done. I just need to post it on Instagram. Make sure you're following Punch in the Mouth Official and Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. 
but it is done. I will make more. I want to make more about this main event. So well, let's move on. Patricio Pitbull. Dana White doesn't have the balls to accept a million dollar champ versus champ bet. Ooh. Patricio Pitbull retained his featherweight title at Bellator 286 by defeating Adam Borix via unanimous decision in the main event of Bellator 286 last Saturday night in Long Beach, California, his eighth overall title defense. After the win, Pitbull was met with the question everyone expected regarding the outcome of a potential champion versus champion fight between him and current Ultimate Fighting Championship 145 title holder Alexander Volkanovsky. The Bellator kingpin initially laid down the gauntlet in 2020 by putting up a 1 million wager which Volkanovsky accepted. Really? Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? What the hell, man? Like I've always said, what I want to do with this podcast is show there's good talent outside the UFC. It would be hard 100%. Can it be done? Yes. Chandler is showing that even though he's 2-2, two and two, if he wins this next fight, there's no denying it. There's no denying it. They tried it with Will Brooks. Something happened with Will Brooks. I want to see him back in the UFC. The problem is that despite how bad the two would love to square off against one another, the powers that be just aren't willing to oblige. I bet $1 million and he accepted but Dana White doesn't have the balls when it says he, he he's referring to Alex Volkanovsky. Perhaps the 145-pound champion doesn't want to waste his breath giving a long-winded answer because he knows, sadly, that the chances of that super crossover fight are slim to none. Because White has never been in, and likely never will be about cross-promoting. That's not true. The only reason Dana doesn't want to do it is because Pride fucked him over. They were going to do it. They were going to do it. But Pride messed that up, so he said never again. Look, 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 here it is. The rare time he did do that was back in 2001 when he sent former UFC light heavyweight champion Chuck Liddell over to Pride FC to face Guy Mesger, whom he defeated via knockout. White, second roll of the dice, started off after Liddell knocked out Alistair Overeem in the opening round of the middleweight Grand Prix in 203. Only to get stopped via strikes by Quinn and Jackson a few short months later. Still, one can't help but play a potential Pitbull versus Volkanovski matchup in their head because that's all fight. That's that's all fight fans will ever get to do. The great currently doesn't have a fight lined up, but while Pitbull is eyeing a potential move down to bantamweight to win that belt or take part in the trilogy fight with AJ McKee. The fight between them did happen. How do you see it playing out? It'll be a good fight. It'll be a great fight. It'll be a great fight. And I'll tell you something. Pitbull will give him a challenge. Pitbull will give him a challenge. You're mad the way Pitbull fought Borex? I don't care. He won. Pitbull will give Alexander Wilkonowski a challenge. I'm not telling you he's going to win. I'm telling you it'll be a competitive fight. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Aspen Ladd jumps to featherweight, signs with PFL for 2023 season. Aspen Ladd is moving on up. The former UFC bantamweight recently signed with PFL MMA and is expected to compete in the promotion's featherweight tournament in 2023. Though a grand prize of a million has proved to be elusive for several UFC veterans over the last few years. Over the last few years. 
I want to thank Professional Fighters League for giving me the opportunity to continue my career in, PF, in the PFL Smart Cage. That said, in today's announcement, I am excited about the PFL's sports season format where you can win in advance based on talent and merit. I look forward to testing myself against the best women featherweights in the world. Lad consistently struggled to make weight at, at, as a UFC bantamweight and was released after her latest scale fail. In front of UFC Vegas 60 just a few weeks back. In addition, Lad's coming off two straight losses and dropped three of her last four contests. How much of that can be attributed to a grueling weight cut remains to be seen. Okay, okay. I have four things I want to say here. One, I believe this is the first time PFL is going to ever do a featherweight tournament. Two, I think they're going to get away from the lightweight division. Three, this is all for Kayla Harrison. Four, I wonder if she can make featherweight at the very least twice a year because she's guaranteed two fights. I say they're going to get get away from the lightweight division because from what I know, this is Kayla's last tournament season. After this, she's going to be signed with PFL, but she's going to be a pay-per-view only fighter, meaning that I believe they're going to have two pay-per-view events throughout the year which will be a special night and then their champions night that's gonna start this year i still haven't gotten you guys a price tag on that but i will i believe those are gonna be their two events going forward and hopefully as the years go on they add more but i believe they're gonna get away from the lightweight um division and kayla's gonna fight at featherweight because i believe she can make 145 if it's not constant you know like if it was still in the tournament format she wouldn't be able to but since this is going to be her last tournament format deal, they're going to make her fight at featherweight moving forward. That's my opinion. That's what I think. Nate and Connor got into it. He goes, okay, look, I guess Connor started with stay out of my acting game. I'll smash your jaw in. And then Nate goes, why are you acting like you can still fight, actor? He, like You have the feeling that the trilogy is coming one way or another within the the next year whether it be that Nate fights once outside the UFC and be like all right I'm ready to come back to whoop Connor's ass because think about it, or Connor fights twice next year and then he, he tells the UFC let me out of my contract so I can go beat Nate's ass and they do it together can you imagine the amount of money these guys will make if they do it outside the UFC at this 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 guy he said only reason Diaz became relevant is because of Connor yeah I don't know how true that is but coming from me, people are going to be like, oh, you're just a big DS fan, which is true. So there might be something there. Um, In other news, Kevin Holland is coming out of his short-lived retirement to fight Wonderboy in what I believe will be the final card of the year for the UFC. And they have finally announced that Davison Figueiredo will fight Brandon Moreno in Brazil. And Hamza Chimaev apparently got his passport seized by the Russian government, but his manager says there's nothing to worry about there. Oh no, they're fighting December 3rd. So there's going to be, I think the final fight of the year will be Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. I'm going to be in Costa Rica at this time. I hope I can watch it. If not, keep me posted, guys. Keep me posted. Closing thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. UFC Vega results. Congratulations to Jan Shainan. Mackenzie, keep working. Bellator results, congratulations Pitbull, AJ, Kennedy, and Archuleta. 
AJ, that was a crazy fight. I can't wait to see what you do at lightweight. Pitbull, keep being the GOAT. He also gave the fans some flag because he's like, why are you booing me? I'm the GOAT. F you guys. <laughs> UFC preview. No UFC this week. Next week. Les Grosso's fights are Rojo. Diaz and McGregor go back and forth on Twitter. That was hilarious. Pitbull wants Volk. Dana, just do it. Please. Like, he beat Max three times. If he were to come to you and tell you, Dana, let's do this. Would you do it, Dana? I don't know. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure to follow me. Punch the Mouth Official. Official score. P-I-T-M. So it's Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Deuces.